Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lockdown Flames. Today, we are dissecting the pairing of Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson and just how high their ceilings are. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I am so appreciative of you being here whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible, Odyssey, or tuning in on YouTube, you are greatly thanked. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed for free wherever you're listening because, well, it's free and you never want to miss an episode of Locked on Flames. (laughs) Today we are dissecting Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin seasons. These two were paired together for all even strength situations throughout the season. And I figured it would be a great time to kind of break it down and see where they're at and what the potential is. So they had big shoes to fill this season because Gia left both are very young defensemen. They're 24, 25 years old. And uh, Rasmus Anderson has only been in the league a few years and is playing. He was drafted in 2015 and is playing in the uh, NHL full time. So both learned under Geo and have taken steps to be the better defenseman. But to start, we're going to talk about Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin's season ended or the shortened season ended with him needing shoulder surgery. And, you know, he was unfortunately sidelined for for the, uh, the remaining, I think, like six or seven games of the season. But he was able to come back and have a bounce back year. He tied – he played all but one game and tied his career high 10 – 10 goals and set a career high with 48 points. And I think that that is a step in the right direction. That is an increase in goals from the season before. And he is taking steps and being and having more of an offensive presence. And I do want to say that he also took steps to have a stronger defensive presence as well. You know, he was going down in the corners. He wasn't afraid to poke check and to, you know, get in the other players' space and really work in his own zone. So it wasn't a negative season for him at all. But his postseason, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, is a whole different story. And something I did notice about Noah Hannafin is that he's never played a complete season. Um, You know, this year he missed one game. The year before, he was dealing with that shoulder, that nagging shoulder injury. And then the year before that was COVID. And then I think the year before that was when he was traded. And it looks like he didn't play a complete season either. And if that isn't the season he was traded, it was the one before. (laughs) And he still, like, was not 
playing a full season, regardless of what the circumstances were surrounding it, you know? But again, I do think that he took steps during the regular season. You could see him visibly skating faster, protecting the puck more and making an effort to defend. (laughs) But it was not memorable enough to over to not be overshadowed by the lack of effort there in the series against Edmonton. And this I I got the notification that McDavid had scored before I saw it on TV. So like I just turned the TV off. Like I didn't watch him score. I didn't do that until later that night. By later that night, I mean 20 minutes later. And I watched the breakdown of the play, and it started with Noah Hannafin just not going after the puck. Like, he very haphazardly, like, went after the puck. Like, there was no sense of urgency or anything. And then it's not just him. Like, Gaudreau was there, too, who passed up an opportunity to protect the puck as well, and it just wasn't there. Like, the wind was gone out of his sail, but I just really think that he disappeared this postseason. It wasn't, uh, I don't think it, oh, I see, I don't know, because I don't think that he is a bad player. I think that he is a, a great player or a good player and he took steps and he's at that age where he is, or he's at that point in that career where he's taking that next step and that he's, what's the word I'm looking for? He's making that leap and he's, he's supposed to be making these improvements to his game. And he's even said it, I believe it was an article last off season talking about how he wants to play at this next level. And you can, you can want all you, all you want. But it's a matter of putting in the effort. And it's not just an 82-game season where that effort is required. It is your postseason as well. And I think, you know, he has two years left on his contract before he enters free agency as a UFA. And that will be his, you know, big contract. And I'm he still has room to grow. I'm not saying he's at his ceiling by any means. I, I think that he, there is still room for improvement and he's going to grow. Um, but I just, I, I want more. I absolutely want more from him. And I think it's reasonable to expect more from him, especially when he's paired with Rasmus Anderson, who is doing nothing but trending upwards and has his entire career. And we're going to take a quick break and uh, talk about Bet Online. And when we come back, we are absolutely going to talk about Rasmus Anderson and him being this comeback kid. But before we do that, let's take two seconds to talk about um, Built Bar, actually. I lied. It's not Bet Online, it's Built Bar. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I actually got an order of Built Bars in the mail yesterday, and they were the new flavor of Mud Pie. And they come in the Mud Pie Bar and the Mud Pie Puff. And I am so happy, like, that I tried it. Um, 
they taste like whipped cream, chocolate mousse, and it's just like a cookie and cream crumble dipped in 100% chocolate, and it is just so good. And they're good for anybody who's interested in watching their macros. There's only 150 calories in it and 8 grams of sugar, so it's not a bad, it's not a bad treat, you know? And they are absolutely delicious. And all of the built bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And they are healthy and delicious. What's great about built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. My name is Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Rasmus Anderson was drafted in 2015 and has, like I mentioned earlier, had a steady progress of trending upwards. He is becoming a better player. He has taken stride after stride to be the best defenseman possible. And he learned directly under Mark Giordano because they were defensive partners for a few years. And he's 25 years old. And I think that he has a very high ceiling. I think that we are just getting started to see that true potential and that true talent of Rasmus Anderson and him and Noah Hannafin, like I mentioned earlier, were paired together for uh, five on five, even strength um, hockey. <laughs> and Rasmus Anderson actually saw some time on the, uh, on special teams. He was rotating between um, the first power play unit and the second power play unit. So, you know, he is, Trusted. He led defensemen with time on ice as well. So, you know, clearly Daryl Sutter has a lot, a lot of trust in this guy. So it's nice to see that after his shortened season performance. For those of you who don't remember, the shortened season was a really tough one for Anderson. And he struggled offensively. He struggled defensively. And, you know, a lot of it, I think, was due to uh, things outside of hockey and outside of the ice that, you know, you can't really control. He had just become a new father. And could it have been the stress of that and the stress that comes along with being away from family and friends during the pandemic? Because he's Swedish and he clearly couldn't see his family. His family couldn't come see the new baby like Sometimes there are things that that happen outside of hockey and the mechanics of hockey that impact a player's game. And I think that needs to <laughs> be looked at like more seriously and taken into consideration more often than not. And again, that is just me speculating, but I think that those are fair, you know, judgments to make because, again, they're human beings. And, you know, I think a lot of people were stressed during that time. And especially being an international uh, player, he wasn't able to, you know, go home and he wasn't able to have family there. And the, the stress of becoming a new parent. um, Now I'm not a parent, but 
I hear how horrible it can be, or not how horrible it can be, but how stressful and exhausting it can be. And, you know, that's obviously going to play into someone's hockey and work performance, regardless of what level you're at. Uh, but he took steps this season that everyone should be proud of. And I think that he he looked so much more confident in himself, in his play, in, in just his overall performance. And I'm telling you right now that... <laughs> A, a player who is not confident does not shoot the puck the way that he did from 132 feet away in the postseason or at all. No one is doing that if you don't have confidence. And, you know, Rasmus Anderson <laughs> was exuding confidence this offseason. And, you know, I, I in the moment I was a little upset. But game one against against Dallas... With John Klingberg, which was costly, gets ejected from the game, gets his game misconduct, but it set the tone. It set the tone for the game, set the tone for the series, and it let the stars know that they aren't, they're not messing around. This isn't going to be some walk in the park like it was back in 2020. And for for Klingberg to call Anderson a fake tough guy when, I mean, he's he's not a fake tough guy. He's he's a little bit of a pest. He's I mean, he's six one, two hundred fourteen pounds. Like he's not a big guy, but you know, you're not fighting Zidane Ochara. But you know, I think that he is one of those players that isn't afraid to let you know that he's there. He is absolutely there to defend his teammates, defend himself, and he'll put you right in your place. And that's okay. I think that that is completely understandable by any means. And the Flames have him at $4.5 million for the next four seasons. So again, right before his, that prime contract, he his future is bright and I think that this season was again that kind of launching pad for him I think next year we're going to see even more from him I think we're really going to see him take those steps that will solidify him as your top defenseman and that I hope we come back to this in you know a year from now and say you know, he did that. He did what he needed to do to solidify himself. But again, I can't uh, <laughs> I can't predict the future, but I do want to say that there's a lot of potential here. Coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with just some talk about the growth of these two players, their ceiling, whose ceiling's higher, what does the Flames' future of the blue line look like, and then, of course... We'll preview tomorrow's show. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe, review your show wherever you're listening. These two guys, these two players, have so much potential as a pair. And even as individuals, even as individuals, you know, you're seeing Rasmus Anderson lead 
with time on ice. You're seeing him get special teams minutes. He's he's taking those steps. And, you know, you do have Noah Hannafin who's stepping it up offensively and playing a pretty solid game. You know, I don't think that he is performing at a level that is, you know, concerning or not, like, up to par. I think that he has some more steps to take to make him a standout defenseman. Absolutely. And I think he'll be able to do that under Daryl Sutter. So I think they're both going to take those um, coaching moments and those, you know, coaching in the moment (laughs) opportunities and growing from it. And I think that it helps having, uh, you know, Chris Tanev there to be like, okay, guys, like I am – someone who's been around this game a long time, and let me show you what you can do. We already know that Chris Tanev has taken it upon himself to lead that blue line in terms of mentoring. And, you know, (laughs) it feels so weird to call Noah Hannafin a veteran because he's like 24, 25 years old. But he is because he came out of the first round and just made made his case and has been in the NHL since. Rasmus Anderson was drafted in 2015 and is um sorry and has played a one, two, three, four. Okay, one, two. So it's his fourth season really um in the NHL. So he is definitely like gaining his footing and finding his traction. Do I think Anderson's ceiling is a little bit higher? Yes. Do I think that's because Noah Hannafin went the college route? Probably. Do I think that college is always a bad thing for these players? No. No, because you look at players like Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Eichel, Kale McCarr. Like, you know, you see <laughs> you see it with them. But I just – I. It, it might not <laughs> – it could just be with – just the player that Noah Hannafin is. I think that they they haven't even come close to their ceiling, but I do think that Rasmus's Rasmus Anderson's is higher. Um, but I would love to see Hannafin prove me wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. I hope that they are both successful, obviously. I'm not wishing the downfall of one or the other, but... I think it's really exciting to watch these two young players lead this blue line and take it to this next level, especially with what is more than likely going to be some prospects uh, stepping up. You know, I think that I think that the Flames will go after some defensemen uh, in free agency. I don't see them re-signing Goodbranson and Zadorov. I think it's going to be Zadorov over the two. But, you know, I think the future is very bright for the blue line. And especially with the prospect pool that they have. You know, they have Val Mackey and Connor Mackey. Like, it's definitely not as bad as it could be. <laughs> so, You know, I give both of them, you know, a round of applause for their season as a group. They get an A 
Uh, Noah Hannafin gets a B plus and Rasmus Anderson gets an A minus. So uh, definitely looking forward to their next steps in this upcoming season. But tomorrow I will have some fun. Uh, we'll, we'll do some. We'll do some Chris Tanev and Oliver Shillington talk tomorrow because I think that that is another interesting pair that we can break down. And you know, the old dog, the new dog. Can you put them together and make it work in a truly successful way? We'll have to see. But thank you again for tuning into Locked on Flames. As always, you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.